Welcome. Let's get started here. I titled this The Calling Within the Mundane. And go ahead and tag some people on here because I'm going to let you know right now it's going to bless somebody. Uh, Especially if you are feeling like you're in a rut. If you feel like your life is just mundane, it's just the routine, it's just the way things are. Um, I'm telling you right now, there's a calling within that. And I've been studying this out and the Lord gave me uh, some uh, three points on this subject. Uh, the calling within the mundane. And I didn't even bring my Bible. But that's okay. I'm going to use my phone. So if I don't talk to y'all through this, just know I'm looking up scripture on my phone. Uh, but anyway, all right. The calling within the mundane. So what is mundane? Uh, mundane, the definition, is lacking interest or excitement. In other words, dull. So if you feel like that is your life, lacking excitement, uh, it's not interesting, it's just dull, I want to let you know right now that you have to determine if you are in uh, maybe a mundane season or if you are in a mundane life okay if you're in a mundane and you need to ask the lord to help you uh figure that out because if you're in a mundane life you can change that you can change that mundane life is easy to change you know what you could you could change that and ask the lord to show you you know maybe uh, maybe the lord's telling you it's time to move somewhere Maybe the Lord's telling you it's time to switch uh, your your home church. Maybe it's time uh, that you, you know, switched over your job. Mundane life is you don't know what you're doing. You're just kind of living life on autopilot. Like you're just kind of going with it. You don't know you're in the will of God. You don't know if you're doing all that God wants you to do. You don't, you haven't really asked him uh, what his uh, opinion is, but the mundane season is you know you're in the will of God. You know you're doing what you're exactly where God wants you to do. It's just become a routine. Your day-to-day life has become a routine. And an example of that, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. Maybe um you're you know, you're that's that's just, you know, that's what you're called to do. You're not, you know, uh preaching to the crowds of millions, which could seem exciting to some. Not everyone uh is called to that though. But you feel like you want to make an impact and you want to do work for the ministry or for the kingdom, but you don't know you don't know how because you feel like you're stuck in this rut. Maybe you're a Bible college uh, student or you're in high school and you just see like this, it's so mundane, like you just wake up, you go to school, you do your activities, you go home. And you feel like you're not doing anything like for the kingdom. You don't feel like you're fulfilling your life to the greatest extent. And I want to let you know something. That when you're in that, we're not talking about the lifestyle anymore. Okay, so you, you, have, you have to ask the Lord. You know what, Lord, am I, am I where you, if, if you're where God wants you to be, and you know that, for uh, you know, it's not your feelings, not you want to live close uh, to your mom, not, you know, you're just here because uh, you, you've, lived here your whole life. None of that. None of that. 
I'm saying you know you're exactly where God wants you to be and you're working or doing exactly what God wants you to do. You just feel like you're stuck in a routine. You feel like it's, you know, uh, not productive. It's not beneficial. You're just kind of living life, whatever. I want to let you know that the greatest, one of the greatest traps of the enemy when, when you're in that is, um, is to get you in the mindset of feeling stuck. Because the enemy will come in and will try to put you in a mindset of, I'm stuck here. I'm just stuck. You know, this is my life. This is how it's always going to be. This is, you know, this is as good as it's going to get. Um, maybe you're raising kids right now and, you know, you just feel like this is just all I'm good for. You know, I would love to be out volunteering at my church or in the kingdom or preaching or whatever the case is, but you feel like this is where you're at right now. And I want to let you know that that's just a season. That's just a season. That is a season, uh, and, and that's what we're talking, the calling within the mundane. Maybe you just feel like you're just a homemaker, and that's all you're, you're doing. I want to let you know that you can find your calling within that. You can find your calling within the daily chores. You can find your calling within the uh, folding the laundry. And I'm going to take you there. I'm going to take you there because you're probably thinking, like, what in the world is she talking about? I'm going to take you there. Okay, point number one, don't judge your mundane. Don't judge your mundane. Don't judge, so don't judge your unexciting life. Don't judge your uh, lack of interesting life, so to say. You know, don't judge that because David, uh, when you read uh, 1 Samuel, David tending to his sheep is what prepared him for his calling ahead. David tending to his sheep is what prepared him. You think of how mundane that is. You're just, ten, you tend to sheep, you know, you're a shepherd. Like, not like a spiritual, like, I'm not talking pastor in a ministry. I'm talking like a, liter, a literal <laughs> shepherd to sheep, keeping them focused and fed and grazing and whatever else that entails. Like, you think how mundane and rut routine that could be? Uh, of doing that day in and day out. You think about it? Okay, that's pretty, that to me could be uh, actually pretty exciting because I'm uh, building a farm over here. But that could be pretty boring to, to others. That could be pretty boring, you know, taking care of, of the sheep and the flock. And what the Lord showed me here is that during that time, he was doing so many other things that no one saw as exciting. No one saw as ministry. No one saw as uh, beneficial, probably. And during that time, he was work he was developing his craft. He became a skilled uh, a harp player. He would write songs to the Lord. He would uh, worship the Lord. He was preparing for uh, fighting Goliath. You know, he talks about how, how he protected the, the flock. And then when Goliath came, he's like, this is nothing. What if I've, you know, killed animals. So it was all practice and routine in that routine. There was a calling within that routine. If he had not started there doing what he was doing, he wouldn't have, have gotten where he was, where he had gotten. Because it was in that mundane 
quote unquote, for those of you who are listening, quote unquote, mundane that prepared him for what was next for the next season of his life. And a couple points here is um, because the Lord looked at the heart. If you read 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, the Lord looked at the heart of all of Jesse's boys and chose David. So the Lord looks at the heart and it says, uh, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge because Samuel uh, saw one of Jesse's boys. And he's like, oh, surely he's tall, dark, and handsome. Surely he's the one that the Lord has sent me here to anoint. And the Lord said, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. This is scripture. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. So ask yourself during, during your day, during your routine, during your um, job, during, you know, maybe a uh, homemaker, ask yourself, uh, am I doing this in excellence? Am I, am I doing, am I living my life in excellence? Am I doing all that I can in excellence? And are you serving your family out of love? Hmm? This is for all the homemakers out there. You know, maybe you're a stay at home mom. Uh, maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you, uh, are raising kids, homeschooling kids this year. I know so many people who have pulled their kids out of school this year. Now, now this is what, you know, a new routine. You know, are you serving your family out of love? Because the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks, you know, you might not feel like you have it all together. You might not feel like you're, uh, you know, a Martha Stewart. And, uh, you know, you got hot meals on the table every night, whatever. The Lord looks at your heart. Are you doing all that you can? You know, are you doing things in excellence? Are you, or are you just like serving up, you know, hot dogs and, and or, uh, you know, ramen? Because... Uh, I, I don't feel like cooking tonight. You know, I see that um, in a lot of cases <laughs> where it's it's not, you know, you, are you doing everything in excellence? Are you doing everything to your best of your ability? Or are you just trying to get by? You know, because that's what's going to make the difference in the mundane, in the in the lack of interesting parts of your life. Because the Lord looks at that and he says, you know what? This is my servant and she's doing all that she can in excellence. She's doing all that she can uh, to serve me through serving her, her home or her, or her uh, job or her family. And I, I'm going to reward that. I'm going to bless that. You know what? Because she, she's so diligent and works in so much excellence in this area, I'm going to give her even more. I'm going to promote her. You know, that's how the Lord looks because he looks at the heart. So ask yourself, am I doing all that I can in, in my day-to-day -day life? You know what? Maybe you're in ministry. Maybe you're starting a ministry. Am I doing all that I can in this ministry that God's given me? Am I doing all that I can to serve my family or to serve those around me or to serve my kids or uh, my neighbors, whatever the case is? You know, maybe you're in school. Am I doing all that I can in school, in college? to to honor God, to honor the Lord? That's the first question you need to ask. And remember, uh, point number two, faithful with the little makes you ruler over much. 
So remember, being faithful with that little. You see how David's a perfect example for that. He was so faithful with the little, he became ruler over much. He became he was anointed as king before he even took the position as king. God had sent someone to anoint him. So maybe you feel like oh, I'm not where I want to be or this is the goal. You know, treat yourself. If God's anointed you for that, treat yourself as though you are anointed to do it. You know, maybe you want to uh, be a businesswoman, but you're you're just starting out. Treat yourself as though you're already the anointed CEO that you're called to be. You know, even even when it doesn't look like it. Even when no one's, uh, you know, you feel like you're not getting supported or, or you're just, you know, hitting a roadblock. Treat yourself like like you're the person you're anointed to be. Maybe you're a new mom. Treat yourself like you are the anointed mother that God's called you to be. Don't count yourself out, but treat, but, but uh, think of yourself at a higher level. Stop downplaying yourself. Because a lot of people want to downplay their abilities and, and what they do and like credit it as just like being humble. And they want to like, you know, you want to like talk bad about yourself or, or you're in a group of people and you want to like downplay yourself like, oh, well, I can't even keep up with with my home or, you know, people and, and people because it makes them look like you know, humble. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. You don't have to uh, play in to the uh, mindset of those that are around you comparing who's who's worse at what. Oh, well, I can't even cook. I don't even know how to cook. And then someone else pipes in and says, you know, oh, well, I and everyone wants to like one up each other on like things that they're bad at. Like, well, oh, you should see my laundry pile at home or or you should see, you know, you should see my grades. My I can't even focus and study or you should see, you know, like people want to one up each other on 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 their life. Don't play into that. Stop playing into that, especially and then especially if you're married. Oh, well, my husband. He can't even make the bed. Oh, well, my husband. <laughs> if you, first of all, if you're in a group like that, get out. Second of all, if you uh, are still in a group like that, don't, don't play into it. Don't play into it. Don't play into the, the lie that you have to have. Um, uh, you have to pinpoint uh, what's wrong in your home because other people are pinpointing that. Don't join the conversation. Don't even, you know. You see people talk complaining because that's all it is. You know, it's like people want to uh, make other people feel like they're better than them and be humble, but you're just complaining. But we're not going to go into that. So, Father, I thank you. <laughs> we're bringing this right back, coming back, back around, back around. Uh, back to faithful with the little, ruler over much. It may seem like taking care of your home is mundane. So let's talk about this. Uh, for those of you, because this this pretty much um, covers all aspects. If you are married, if you're married, not um, if you're not married, if you're single, I'm going to get to you. But right now, if you're married, taking care of your home, and I'm not even you don't even have to be a, a mother or have a family or or own a home. Just taking care of where you live, folding laundry cleaning, cooking, um, picking up 
whatever. Allow that. Allow that mundane, that unexcitement, that that uh, something that you don't look forward to, probably, to become worship to the Lord. Allow that to become worship. And this is something that I've been working on myself because it's so easy to fall into a trap of this is the best my life's going to be. I'm just going to be sitting here folding laundry for, for 17 years. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm only good because I have a hot meal ready on the table or, you know, I work so hard and feel undervalued and unappreciated because, you know, you vacuumed the floor and your husband didn't notice or, uh, you picked up socks and your kids have no idea. Um, it's so easy for the enemy to play in on that and make you feel unvalued, unappreciated. Why do I even do this? Why do I even try? And, you know, put yourself in this like rut, but start valuing yourself and appreciating yourself. Tell yourself you're doing a good job. Change up your mindset, change up your confession. Look at yourself as, you know what? I, I am a great mother because my kids have clean clothes for tomorrow. I am a, a, a great wife because there's a hot meal on the table. It could be a, a, a frozen bag uh, uh, that you just popped in the micro, a steamable, okay? <laughs> Start where you're at because <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's where, that's where I started because when I first got married, I quickly found out that frozen chicken nuggets and a steamable bag of broccoli is not really sufficient uh, for three meals a day. So I took that and I said, you know what? I'm a great wife. I'm going to learn how to cook. And, and, and it's not, it's not, don't, you know, it's not pride. It's not like you're, you seriously are um, thinking of yourself like, Oh, I'm the greatest of the great. And you're like, you know, telling all your friends, like you will never reach uh, the ability of folding laundry. I have reached, you know, like it, it, don't allow it to become uh, a pride, but allow yourself to view yourself in such a positive mindset that any lie from the enemy that he tries to put on you doesn't even stick because you know, you're so confident in yourself. You know, no, I'm a great mom. So any lie that says otherwise it's, I know it's a lie. You know what? No, I'm a great wife. So any, any thought that comes in my head that I'm a terrible wife is a lie. You know, allow yourself to think positively about yourself. Don't, because so many times women will count themselves out and, and think so, so much, allow so much negativity in their mind. Uh, like I said earlier, in the act of trying to be humble. Oh, well, you know, I can't be the greatest. Oh, well, you know, I, I can't be as great as Susie down the block who has fresh pies every morning. Like, you know, like stop comparing yourself to other people and start allowing yourself to think positive about yourself. You know, maybe you're a, a, an A-plus student. Let's get to the singles here. Maybe you're in college and you're um, A-plus student. Allow yourself to, to think positive thoughts about yourself. You know what? I am a great student. You know what? I, I work excellent. You know what? I Maybe you own a business. I own, I'm starting a business. Maybe you work for somebody. I am a great employee. I am a great, I do the things that no one else notices. 
and I allow it to be an act of worship to the Lord. Because you, because you do the things that no one else notices. I'll never forget when I used to do just little things around, um, you know, work or, or school that it could be, uh, how do I want to put this? It's like something that you can do and no one will notice, but if you don't do it, everyone will notice, you know, like mopping the floor, like no one notices when you, when you have a, a mopped floor that you keep mopped, but everyone will notice the day you don't. Right. So allow it to become a worship. You know what, Lord, I'm doing this not because I want man to see it, not because I want uh, my boss to see it, not because I want my husband to see it, but God, because I want you to know that I care about the things you've given me, or I care uh, about the little things. And I'm doing this for you because in Colossians three, it says work willingly at whatever you do. Uh, another translation says work diligently as though you are working for the Lord rather than man. So when you take that to such a personal level of, you know what, I'm going to fold my laundry, not because uh, for my family to notice, not for my mother-in-law to notice, not for um, my best friend who comes over to notice, but Lord, for you. You know what, Lord, I'm going to stay up a little extra tonight and clean the kitchen. Uh, not so my husband notices, uh, not for not for anyone else, but for me and you, God. And when you do that, when you do things unto the Lord, you have a different perspective. You're not sitting there washing dishes like, you know, doing this for nothing. No one's even going to know. You know, you're not like mumbling to yourself, but you're just like you're allowing it to become a worship. You're allowing it to be worship to the Lord. You're allowing it to, um, you know, even build yourself up. You know what I like to do? I like to put on a podcast and I like to fold laundry and I like to build up my spirit man while I clean my house. That's what I like to do. And I like to do it unto the Lord. You know what, Lord, I'm not doing this for anybody else, but for you. And see, people don't think that you can do that because it's just kind of like not, it's not preached about, it's not talked about, it's not really taught that you can do that. But it's so important to understand that you can do things as an act of worship to God. Cleaning your car out can become an act of worship to God. And you think like, well, what does he care? Because you're being faithful with a little, because you're working in excellence, because you're being diligent, because you're being ready in and out of, uh, in season and out of season. That could be, uh, you know, and I'm not, and it's not to say that, you know, having a dirty car is a sin, but allow, allow things that you don't like doing or that you don't prioritize or that, that seems mundane, unexciting, dull, uh, whatever, to become worship. Flip it. Let it become a worship. Let it become something that, that's between you and God and, and then get a blessing from it because you're saying, you know what, Lord, I'm being faithful with what you've given me Be because you, you're keeping, the, you know, when you have that mindset because it's not only, not only is it spiritually beneficial, but it's also so beneficial in the natural because you're flipping your mindset and the way you see things, you're flipping the way you uh, view things and and do things. You're flip you're flipping it all because you know like it's the it's the little things that will separate you from everyone else. It's the little attention to detail and excellence that separates you 
from everyone else. And point number three, allow yourself to learn all that you can during the season you're in. You know, like I was saying in the beginning, understand that that seasons don't last forever. So do not take for granted the season you're in. So if you're newly married and you're just learning how to adapt, don't take that for granted. If you're a new mom and you're just learning how to raise a baby, don't take that for granted because that's not going to last forever. In Genesis 8, 22, it says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease because winter doesn't last all year. You know, nighttime is only limited to a few hours. So if you're feeling like you're in a season of just mundane, rut, stuck, uh, you know, unexciting, trying to figure out what, what purpose do you have? What good does it uh, comes from it? Understand that that doesn't last forever. Winter is only one-fourth of the year, unless you live in the north like I do, and it's like half the year. But still, winter has to cease. It can't go on forever. Nighttime has to cease. It can't, it can't last forever. So seasons cease. Like seasons will, don't last forever. So maybe you feel like you're just in this uh, season of serving. Understand that there's something that God wants you to learn from it and understand that it's not going to last forever. You know, when we started off, uh, when we were just married, it was uh, a culture, or not a cult, but like a, 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 a shock to me and to him because you're learning you're two separate people learning how to become uh one in under the same roof and you're learning to adapt okay you know what you like you like things this way i like things this way how can we adapt you like dinner at this time i eat dinner at this time how do we adapt you're learning how to adapt but let me tell you something even though it's so easy for the enemy to come in and say oh see mm, missed it there or, or whatever. Oh, he doesn't, he, he doesn't like the bed made like you like the bed made or, or he folds the towels different than you fold the towels. I mean, stupid things. You understand that that season's no longer part of, uh, our life, you know, because we've, we've adapted, we've learned, uh, okay, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. Um, and we've learned to, uh, adapt just like a season of having a newborn baby. You're not sleeping and you're not, uh, <laughs> you're not doing the things you used to do. And so many people, uh, fall into this. Well, it's just going to be like this forever. But then before you know it, you have a toddler who's sleeping throughout the night, hopefully prayerfully keeping you lifted if not. And you know, your whole, your, the seasons, uh, changed. Then you have a kid that's, that's going to school. You know, so seasons don't last forever. So don't fall into the trap of this is going to be my life for the rest of my life. Understand that seasons change. Things will change. Things, things are always changing. We are always evolving, which is why so many people have such a hard time because people want uh, some, not all, because I'm, I'm not one of them. And I'm sure you're not either. Uh, want things to just stay the way they are. Why do, you know, why do they have to make another iOS update? Why, why can't I just have uh, things the way they are and just, you know, uncomfortable with change. But it's inevitable because it, it will come. 
And when the sooner you learn how to adapt, the sooner you learn how to um, uh, yeah, adapt. That there's no other word for that. The sooner you learn to adapt, the sooner you can get on with learning what it is God has for you in that season. The sooner you can learn what it is uh, that you know. Because like I was saying, David, this doesn't pertain to me but maybe it pertains to you. David, um, it talks about how he became like a skillful harp player while he was in that season of tending to sheep and writing songs to God. And he became a talented harp player that ended up uh, repelling, tormenting spirits off of Saul. So Saul started to bring him in because they said, oh, well, he's a talented harp player. And he would play the harp and it would it would repel tormenting spirits off of Saul. Do you think David had that in mind when he was learning how to play the harp? When he was practicing the harp? Probably not. I don't know. But he was doing things in excellence and he was doing it as unto the Lord. And because of that, the Lord rewarded him. The Lord uh, brought him before kings and 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 anointed him to be king. So you have to you have to see you have to see the bigger picture of you know what it what is it that you're doing that could seem routine and mundane and boring that God can end up using for the kingdom. You know maybe you're raising kids. Understand. That what you're doing right now is so important. It's so important for the kingdom. It doesn't seem like it. It just seems like you're making a bowl of Cheerios and turning on Paw Patrol. But understand that it's it's going to have kingdom impact because you're raising godly kids. See the bigger picture. Don't allow yourself to be trapped in the, uh, oh, I never get to go out. And, oh, I, I, I'm just here. I'm just stuck. I'm just, I'm just, uh. You know, don't allow yourself to, to, to pity yourself. Flip it. You know what? I'm doing the best I can in excellence. I'm doing the best I can for my family. And you know what? Tonight we're going to eat McDonald's, but you know what? I'm working. I'm working on it <laughs> because I understand. You know, like, like don't, don't allow yourself to just be in this rut. Flip it around. You know what? I'm going to start waking up earlier, having my coffee, spending time with the Lord before, before they wake up. You know, I'm not going to allow I'm not going to allow that to steal my day. The fact that I'm I'm a stay-at-home mom and raising kids, I'm not allowing that to to be a excuse for why I couldn't study or why I couldn't do something. You know, I sure I'm in college, I'm working and I have no t no free time, but you know what? I'm going to schedule going to make a, a timer to pray. I'm going to make a timer before I go to bed, a reminder to, to spend 15 minutes reading the word. And, 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 start, and start scheduling your life like that. Start uh, viewing your life like that. Start um, allowing yourself to grow, allowing yourself to cultivate a skill, uh, allowing yourself to do what it is God wants you to do. You know, change your point. I put this change your point of view and change your confession. And daily gratitude will keep you in the right attitude. But y'all didn't see that coming. 
if you listen to the last podcast, you already know uh, I'm working on a um, a song here. Daily uh, gratitude will fix your attitude for sure, hundred percent every every time. Because I tell you what, whenever I start allowing uh, my mind, my or my, you know, start thinking, man, I'm so tired of doing this. <laughs> So tired of doing this every day, doing the whatever it is. Man, I'm tired of cleaning out my car. I'm tired of doing these dishes. Tired of of vacuuming the house. Tired of of this routine. Whatever. Change it to be grateful. Change it to be grateful for what you have. You know what, God? Thank you that I have a husband. Thank you, God, that I have a a place to live. You know what, Lord? Thank you that that I have a car. You clean your car different when when you're thankful that you have a car. When you remember when you didn't have a car and you were texting three friends for a ride uh, up to the subway and they weren't able. You, 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 you change your mindset. You're thankful you have a car. You know what, God, thank you I have kids. Even though I'm, I'm cleaning up the mess for the 15th time in the playroom, I thank you, Father, that I have kids in here. You know, gratitude is one of the um, – keys and I can't cite the source uh so don't quote me but like it's one of the keys for for many of the millionaires and and even billionaires that are in this world they will credit it to gratitude I wrote something I was grateful for down every day or I wrote three things I was grateful for in the mornings like they added that into their routine of being of being grateful and and what they were thankful for and that that led to their success because why people don't do it and it's the small thing that will set you apart from everyone else because it's so easy to do it, but yet so many people don't do it. It's so easy to just fall into the, I can't stand this. I can't stand my life. I can't stand my job. You know what? Be thankful you have a job. Be thankful that, that you're working. You know what? I have a, a great work ethic. And in a time and day where people don't have to go to work, I have a job and I go to work. I have a great work ethic. <laughs> if you could say that word, I have, I, I, I'm excellent. I, I'm due for promotion. You know, you start speaking that out and confessing that and you're, you know what? Thank you for my boss, even though I'm not happy with them, whatever you start switching it. You know what? Thank you, God, that I, I'm, I work where I work. Unless you're not supposed to be working there, then ask the Lord because he, he you know, be working where, where the Lord wants you to work. That will make a huge difference. Be living where God wants you to live. That makes a huge difference in your day-to-day life and in your attitude, in the way you carry yourself, makes a difference. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for every listener. Lord, I thank you that you, through this word, reveal to them areas and uh, that we can fix areas that we can change our confession on. Father, that we that we live in your will, Father, in your perfect will for us. And Lord, if anything in our life needs to be changed or corrected, I pray, Father, that you would uh, reveal it to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys. If you would like to stand with us um, financially, you can do so. Uh, I'm going to put up the lower third here. You can go to mjvministries.com forward slash give. If you're watching on Facebook, you can type hashtag donate. 
Uh, if you'd like to partner with us on a monthly basis, mjvministries.com forward slash partner to learn more there. And I want to let you know something. When you connect your finances to the word of the Lord, to the work of the kingdom, and 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 putting his kingdom first will change your life. It will. Are you partnered with a ministry on a monthly basis? Because that that's what that's what will change everything. Giving. Are you tithing? First of all, are you tithing to your church? Do you have a home church? And if you do, are you tithing? Because without that, without tithing and putting his word first, you can't be blessed. You can't be blessed. It's it's impossible. He said he says in, in Malachi three, bring the tithes into the storehouse and see that I won't put me to the test. It's the only place I'm not going to get into it, but I I'm very passionate about it. Put me to the test to see that I won't open the windows of heaven over your life when you tithe, when you give your 10%. You don't, I'm not saying you're tithing to MJV. You need to be tithing to your church. But then after that, you say, Sarah, Sarah, I, I tithe, I tithe, okay? It's okay. You say that. Are you partnered with the ministry on a monthly basis? Are you, are you, are you constantly sowing seed for the work of the kingdom? Because that is what um, can separate you from the crowd. You know what? I'm going to put uh, constant harvest, uh, constant seed br- brings constant harvest. So I thank you, Father, and then declare it every month. You know what, Lord? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's what I do. That's what we do. We tithe not only from our, our, our uh, we uh, partner not only from our ministry with places, from our personal finances, we partner with other ministries because we want the um, constant harvest. So we understand we put out constant seed on a monthly basis. So every month I can say, Lord, I've put my, I've put seed in the ground this month. I've put seed in the ground this month. So I thank you that the harvest is coming this month. So Ask, uh, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord if he would have you partner. Ask the Lord what he would have you give. Give at the, at the level he tells you. You don't have to give, uh, you know, because other, other ministries start off giving X amount. You don't have to do that. You have to give what the Lord tells you. And that's what brings a blessing is because it's the obedience. Amen. So we pray uh, blessing and, and uh, a hundredfold harvest, hundredfold return on your life in Jesus' name. And, and this is no, and, and don't give under pressure because there is no pressure. We don't pressure people to give. We only give the opportunity. I'm not even asking you to give. I'm just giving you an opportunity. If that's what you feel, if that's what the Lord's leading you to do, then you do it. Maybe he's not leading you to do it, then you don't do it. So we love you. Be on the lookout because um, we have some new fall designs coming out here. If you're watching here on the broadcast, we got some lay hands on the sick. Uh, apparel coming out and a hoodie and a t-shirt and a long sleeve because I liked I liked them. I liked them all. So uh, until next time, my husband... And I are very excited at the end of this month. We're going to be in Tampa, Florida 
for the fall ministers and leaders conference at the river at Tampa Bay with doctors Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown. And I'm excited. I'm very excited because we didn't get, uh, we didn't make it to the last ministers leaders conference. And we're really excited to be at this one. So if you are there, if you are there this at the end of this month, October, if you're there, I want to see you. I want to say hi. I want to catch up, uh, which I know a couple people probably listening to this and thinking, um, I'm going to be there. So let's, let's, let's connect. <laughs> so until, and also subscribe. If you're listening on the CeraVe podcast, if you're listening to this broadcast, subscribe. So that way you don't miss an episode because we have lots of uh, stuff coming out. We have a new schedule for broadcasting for the fall. So stay tuned for that announcement. Uh, we're switching things up and going from there. have a couple other things we're going to announce probably next time when my husband's on here too. But from our studio to your home, we love you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening uh, share this if you would. It would mean a lot to me uh, to get the word out there. So until next time, we love you and we will see you on the next broadcast. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.